On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we learn Susan's top quarterly goal is, I'm not going to take your bib out anymore, Mr. Roman. And Liz's latest TripAdvisor review, she found the lack of ectoplasm disappointing. Let's do this. episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. And this week we're going to talk season seven episode, uh, yeah, episode nine. Yeah, that's right. You got I, it. I don't know. Yeah, you got my it. My notes are wrong. It said <laughs> season seven, and I said it backwards in my in my notes. So how to win friends and influence monsters. Yeah, I do that a lot. Like just flip numbers. Like there's yeah. a lot of folder mistakes and like I try and keep like our videos and shit like organized on my on my, my extra external hard drives. But, you know, like, so they, like, I try and mimic what we have on our other, because we have multiple platforms because I'm, like, Bobby, paranoid bastard, and, like, there are things that are, like, backed up. Like, I don't know what archive, like, is the world will be doomed if Devil's Trap Podcast ever gets lost, but there are, like, 17 million different copies of that of us published in the world. Our, our legacy will live on. So maybe that is the only thing that the aliens find and all of culture and humanity is defined by this show. Oh, and it can be like Bill and Ted's where we get, you know, they worship us in the future. Yes. Nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, Yeah. What have you been up to? Well, I just did what apparently is a lot of people's dreams. And I went to uh, the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado last weekend and it was baller. It really was. And it's just nature's a showy, showy bitch. And I mean, so driving out there was was fun-ish. I, I'm very glad. Like, I've been in that area before, and I was a passenger, and it was snowing. And I did not appreciate mm. it. Um, this time though, it was for the most part, fairly decent weather. The drive back was a little, like a little rainy, but like, I'm very glad that I was not doing that drive in, um, in snow or in rain. Cause it's just like switchbacks. Is that the word? Oh yeah. Fuck that. Where it's just like, and it's like really cool and pretty. I mean, just like, it's gorgeous because you're just driving through like a mountain is what it is. Yeah. And so, and, but it's it's full of wildlife and like just pretty babbling rivers. And so it's just like a, a really nice drive, but you also have to be like in it. So in a way it's kind of nice. Like, right. It's like, you're like, I I had, I was like listening to like podcasts and stuff and going through that. So uh, I went and stayed up at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, which is the inspiration for The Shining, and they are very, very proud of that. Um, there, you know, but like the tour groups, oh my god, I texted you, like the tour groups there are so mm-hmm. big, and it's it's just weird because I'm like, where are you people coming from? I mean, Estes Park is not that big of like, it's a small mountain town, but I guess there was also like, there was the Scottish festival was going on in towns. I guess people just do it. Like you go to the Rocky mountains, then you go, you go to the shining hotel. Right. So the campus is huge. Like there's multiple buildings. Like I stayed in a whole separate place that had, you know, a, 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 Basically, it was like a four-story brand new building, but because it was right. brand new, it also had the pool. It had the jacuzzi and air conditioning because the Stanley Hotel is original and does not have air conditioning, which is mm. fine, but also like not great, right? If you're a sweaty, sweaty human person like me. And so I went up there, saw Frank Turner play in this like really, really awesome venue. It's it really looks like one of like it's just like I kept texting Diana, I'm like, you should operate the, like it looks like one of the venues that Diana operates. Just that kind of 
cool vibe. Yeah. Like, so like the downstairs was just like open floor, but you could tell like it was like dance floor, like ballroom material kind of, you know, and like really high ceilings that all had these weird like octopus, like glass sculptures on them that were like LED lights. It looked like Chihuly stuff kind of. Like Cthulhu? Chihuly, the glass artist. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. I don't know what that is. I'm like, wait, what is that? Because <laughs> I was just like, it looked like Cthulhu. <laughs> that too. I mean, but it did, of, but because yeah. they look like octopus yeah. arms. They look like, um, I get, like, think there was LED lights in there, but they weren't turned on, so I couldn't tell, right? And okay. the backdrop, oh my God, had this teal velvet curtain, and I could not because it was night. I couldn't get the color captured in my camera. Like I couldn't get yeah. like the, the hue to like, like it was very obnoxious because like, I guess your, our phones just filter so much shit. Like I was mm-hmm. just like, I couldn't get like anything down to get a true color of the teal, but it was like, like my sofa, but just like super saturated. It was oh, yeah. fucking fabulous. And I just wanted to like, Hey, wanted it all over my house. Yes. It was a peacock blue. It was just, oh. and the upstairs, um, do you have what do any of does the heights have two floors yeah yeah so the upstairs was like it was a small um basically like two rows of seats and yeah. you had budgets all the way in the back of the uh, of the building so there wasn't one on the side yeah so the side like basically kept the architecture of it so you had like the yeah. windows and stuff and also like you fucking pussies who were at this show like so at the show and um the opening band god bless you man like you were for someone you're not for me i don't care about the flowers i mean i love flowers but like but I ain't singing about the dandelions, like, not in that way. So, God bless you, man. So, I'm, like, watching him, and I was, like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> and, like, so there is a door, too, because this is an old, like, it's a beautiful old building. It almost looks very southern. And there's a door to the veranda, which is outside patio, and, like, nobody was out there. I was, like, why is nobody on this thing? So, like, I think everyone was afraid to go out there. Like, they thought, like, it was off limits or something. And I was, like, fuck you, I'm going outside. So I was, like, went outside with my – at that point, I was drinking a course banquet. And this this is very important. People know what I was drinking beer-wise. Um. And so I was drinking Coors Banquet, and that was all very expensive and very tiny for, like, a very expensive little beer. And then finally I was like, girl, I guess I can go outside. And so then, like, the whole back – then it got swamped. And I was like, I was out mm. here by myself, and it was very nice. Uh, People had just known they could have rotated out of there in a very, like, small group, but instead they all came but, at once. It was just, like, it, was, it just annoys me. It's like, what, none of you had the balls to come out here, and now you're ruining my time. <laughs> So, uh, so Frank Turner was good. The crowd was lovely. And the next night, well, I got a massage by this dude who, like, holy Batman beat the crap out of me. Like, at one point, I was like, I need a tissue because you actually beat the snot out of me. Because he was doing the thing where, uh, like, the thing on your back, which uh-huh. feels so good. And, like, snot is just, like, pouring out of my pouring. face and puddling on the floor beneath me. Uh-huh. And, like, it's very hard to concentrate in your massage when you're just, like... There's my snot puddle. <laughs> it's not puddle, just like right in front of me. Staring this, at your snot this puddle. This dude's in socks. He's going to step in my snot puddle. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, so I have a massager. And then, so that night, I went to go. They do magic shows at the Stanley and the different places there, the part of their events. And one of the magic shows is a seance. So, like, I show up, and first off, like, they were very adamant that you had to be sober so i tried to be sober i don't did not succeed but i tried and so but i go looking for this right because it's like it says you know like go meet it blah 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 
So I go to like this is a very big campus, and they're like, yeah. and the person of the ticket thing says, "Oh no, that's in the other building, like down the street." And I was like, "Oh shit!" So Uh-oh. I'm like yeah. flying down there in my like little punk rock Cinderella from hell or whatever because I'm in my black, you know, gorgeous dress, and my, I got to wear my spider web necklace, which is always a fun thing. And I'm like, "Oh, I must go to my seance," and so I'm going down the hill, and then my phone <gasps> rings. They're like, "No, bitch, it's up here." And I'm like, "Why did you send me that?" So then I had to like it's like like i'm going through some mobility issues with my feet and like also hill like so i had to walk back up this goddamn hill at least like think i'm just like in my docks because that's how i dress up these days so like i get up there and like the last person into the seance so like i get i get sat next to the medium oh lucky yeah lucky me and um so, but I also think it probably looks like I was staged, right? Because here comes like this That's gothic right. looking bitch who comes running in running like, late. at the end. Running in. Oh, I'm so like, oh, I'm so sweaty. Sorry. Yeah. I apologize for my tardiness. Yes. So you must forgive me. I'm awful clumps. But, and so like, you know, they go through it. Like, and he's asked, like, he asked like things like a card and stuff. I just kept forgetting like what card like I'd pulled, but I just like played it off. I'm like, yeah. So I like failing. Like, <laughs> so then it was it was fun, but you know I learned a lot about the house, which I probably should have paid more attention to. But so I think that the founders of, of that place had to be spiritualists or spiritualists adjacent, and probably should have checked more into it. Like there was just things that he was talking about that they did in the house that I was like, oh, like I know, I know, I know your role, like I know what you were doing. Um, yeah. So, but a lot of the things that were like in the seance that were, you know, so they're supposed to be like an old seance. So I wish he'd done more, like, right. like more knocking, more like taking more table, like just like the older, like the pull out the old tricks, man. Like, give mm-hmm. me some ectoplasm for your vagina. Like he didn't have a vagina, but like still, like ectoplasm somewhere would have been nice, you know. So that was cool. The lack of ectoplasm was disappointing, apparently. The lack of ectoplasm was disappointing. Can you write that in your review? Actually, I need that on a fucking t-shirt. Like, like probably that should be my review. Like, it will be the review of every paranormal thing I go on in the future. Uh, So so after that, you know... uh, I realized that I had not gone into the labyrinth, which would have been a tragedy because this is my last thing there. You know, so there is a very famous hedge maze that is out in front of the overlook or the Stanley. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to go hang out in this, in this hedge maze. And so while I was frolicking in there, like I do, I ran into some other people who were frolicking like they did. And we just became good friends. And just like we, you know, like I do sometimes at one o'clock in the morning, I don't know. Like I said, I tried to stay sober and that's the only time I'm friendly is when I'm not. So me and these people like start hanging out. We end up like hanging out inside and like one of them, Beth, like this is, I'm just mad that I couldn't get their contact details. And so if you're listening, somehow find your way to this Beth, find my contact details, slide into my, my DMs. I do not remember anybody else's name. So, um, don't worry, was is like, and one of like Beth's dad was there, and he reminded me of my dad. It was just like very fun. So like, they also turned out though that they were part of the production company team that was putting on the Frank Turner event and having hanging out with Frank Turner all week. And so kind of like indication that they were going to go hang out with Frank Turner in a little bit. And so yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to continue hanging out with you folks. But also like, I just generally like these people and I was right. having a good time. I hadn't been really social all weekend. Then the the guy who runs this production company came up and he was a dick to me. And I don't remember his name, but he pulled away my new friends and took them away from me. I do know that he says he books like venues like all over in Dallas and other places. But I he like I have looked on all of the tickets or other things like and couldn't find a production company mark. There was no presents. I went through like all the Facebook comments like for this to see if like they didn't need like you know, mentions of Frank Turner to see if there was any like cross promotion that somebody did. No, couldn't find that. Went through Instagram, kind of did the same thing. Look, I am a nosy bitch and I will find it. But I just know like what will happen one day. And this is going to be my pretty woman moment 
is one day Diana is going to be sitting in her boss ass bitch job and this little dick <sighs> is going to come calling in. I don't remember his name. It was probably some white boy name, like, you know, Matt Christie, whatever. And he's going to come in and she's going to see on there that is like, he's like, you know, like, this is like my credentials, whatever. He's like, oh yeah, like I booked like this tour at the Stanley for Frank Turner and it was very successful. And then he's going to want to do something in like her things. And she's going to look at that and go, you're the dick. And then he's not going to get like whatever he wants at one of your venues. And then you're going to call me and we're going to be like, fuck that guy. I, I had, that's my whole revenge thing that went through my head the rest of the weekend. I took away my friends. It's rude. Right. Well, rude. It was really like, there was more of the attitude that he didn't like, that I was a nobody. <laughs> I'm like, who the so f- rude. It's, it's just rude. And you never know. Like, don't be a dick man. Never know. You who never you're you to. never know who you're talking to and someday that's gonna bite you in the fucking ass. But I can't wait for that karma day to come around. Because I will it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was my weekend. Huh. Uh, don't you know, don't piss off at a witch when she's at the Stanley Hotel. Like that seems really stupid. That also seems <laughs> questionable, yeah. Like Take in the surroundings, sir. Take in the surroundings. Take in the surroundings. Look at me in the spider web necklace. How dare you, sir? You see them gorgeous. Yes. How dare I just came from a seance. I just came from a seance, sir. I also think like doing that seance job, wouldn't that be a fun retirement? Like, you know, like just like you 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 get to keep like having a job and working, but like you just hang out and like see ghosts. Super fun. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyways, I knew this I'm was going to be a long. But they're not real ghosts. You don't know. It's true. You could call them in, and then, but then that would be a to me is like then it'd be a fun adventure. Then you have a fun spooky adventure. Uh, <laughs> ghosts are our friends. Uh, so, uh, so what have you been up to? Absolutely nothing, because I got some gunky cold stuff, and finally I'm over it, so I've been doing jack shit. Cleaned up my medicine cabinet at the house, you know, important stuff, that kind of shit. So, been very quiet in my world as I prep for a very busy and weird few weeks slash month-ish, so, yeah, that's about it. You're not going to do your promo? I mean, a big the big thing to prep for is... Um, the uh, Invasion Car Show, invasioncarshow.com, in Deep Ellum on Saturday, uh, September 23rd. Gates open at 10 a.m. We've got a pin-up contest in the afternoon. We've got awards. Then we've got an after party with low straight jackets and more at Trees. Deep Ellum, Dallas. TreesDallas.com. Diana will answer the question, how smelly are those masks? That's all I want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh, man. We do have a theme going because one of the opening bands wears gorilla masks, so now we're gonna have a mask off. It's gonna smell so bad. It's still so hot. It's so hot. It is lovely today. It was not yeah. hot, so I can't complain at all. Yeah, um, I yeah. think it was just it was so nice and like I didn't sweat for like three days. It was wonderful. Can you tell me the temperature? It was below 60. That's cold. Fuck that. No, in the, like, the daytime, it was, like, mid, got to, like, be about, like, mid-80s, right? But that was, like, okay. by late afternoon. So the mornings and the evenings, like, got chilly really fast. So, like, then it got down to, like, I think, like, upper 40s, if not, Ugh. like, low 50s. But, like, that was just, like... Sorry, I wanted you on it. But it was just really nice to see stars again. Like, when you haven't seen, like, full stars in a while, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, nice, yeah. yeah, I saw, like, a shooting star and or it was a comet or it was UFOs. One of, one of those. SpaceX. I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, why isn't just Elon Musk crushing? Okay. So this episode, Season 7, Episode 9, How to Win Friends and Influence Monsters. That is a play on the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie that was first published in 1936. Oh, wow. It's really old. Like, I mean... Uh, so this first aired November 18th, 2011. It was directed by Guy B. And we last saw him direct episode two of the season, um, Hello Pre-World. It was written by Ben Edlund, which just explain like why our writing 
in this episode, as we just, as Diana said, it is really good until it's not. Yeah, this episode's super fun. And, and it's, it's not fun. that it's bad. It's just not fun. It is the, Correct. It, it is the opposite. It's super of, fun, and then it's the opposite, the of opposite of fun. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we start off with a badass generator in the woods. <laughs> we got some motherfucking glamping going on. That generator. Holy shit. One, like, that smelled really bad. And, like, that was not a gasoline you guys are burning, but also... A lovely, lovely glamping setup. That's the type of camping I could get behind these days. That's about it. I'm not a camper. But I'm like, why do you have that- sleeping bags? <laughs> like, just put a fucking duvet on that shit. Like, well, that's true too. If you're gonna Maybe pack, a- trying to be a little authentic. I was like, if you're gonna pack a sleeping bag, pack a fucking duvet. That's yeah, very reasonable. And but something is stalking. Something's running through the woods and stalking these glampers in their lovely, lovely. Yeah, place. and as a tent thing. I thought it was more of a cabin thing. I don't know. Maybe it was a yurt. But so they're one of them though, he's listening to the sounds of nature in the forest. And that was the real Bob Singer was not Bobby Singer, but the actual like dude Bob Singer. That was him doing the You're listening to the sounds of nature. Well that's funny. It was funny to have them listening to the sounds of nature in nature though. Yes. That is awesome. That was also clever. And then we get a we can obviously tell something stalking them and then all of a sudden we cut and there's the sleeping bag is hanging upside down from a tree and there's something in the tree coming for this guy in his sleeping bag and then he did oh no i'm gonna eat and chomp 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 and then this is the sounds of nature is the chomping yes chomp chomp and so we are in hamilton new jersey um and sam and dean uh hmm they are squatting 101. Being home electricians. They're, they are they, being home electricians. They are teaching squatting 101, which is how to get electricity in a shack. Okay. These are all good Bobby's things there. you need to know, just in case. Sure. They're just trying to stay off the grid, and so they're using a car battery cables to try to start up the power board at this house, which is doesn't seem safe. But anyways, uh, Bobby and Dean is not into this shit, though. He is like, fuck this off the grid fucking squatting shit. Bobby's like, mm, no, this is pretty necessary. And uh, but Dean's response is, what if the world wants to end? And, you know, he's not wrong. And granted, this is like, it's my spooky goth girl. This is like the Dean. Some Sometimes I kind of like this part of him. Then it's just like, you know what? It's just trying to end. Like, it keeps fucking itself up. Let's just let it give it what it wants. No. But Sam's noticed that there's a new case. And they think it's been Jersey Devil sightings uh, with these campers that, uh, what is it? Uh, camping high season harshed by human burrito. That's the headline in the paper. Yeah. You and, get it. Uh, and there's so many puns in there because it's camping high season and then it is uh, harsh by human harsh. burrito because that's what people who are stoners would say. Not that I would know. But they also say that the Jersey Devil has bat wings and horns and a tail and a horse's head. But I also can't help but think of the Jersey Devil that's in What You Do in the Shadows that like sings and dances. <laughs> That's the only Jersey devil I can think of at this moment, but also human burrito. It's a human burrito. Well, Bobby's like, all right, well, let's just go hunt this. And uh, Dean makes a joke about, you know, backwoods crackheads rolling glampers. He's just, yeah. Then Sam has to explain what a glamp, what glamping is. So. And Bobby was anyway. just, Bobby was not impressed, but also Bobby's just very excited to go hunting in the woods. And, you know, there is just kind of this, oh yeah, like Bobby's a hunter. Like, yeah, they talk about that. Yeah. So after Bobby gets not impressed with what a glamper is, they go to bigger sons. Yes. And they are going to meet with park ranger or park ranger Rick. Ranger Rick cracked me up. Do you remember Ranger Rick? Yeah. Okay. The magazines. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it was the raccoon, Ranger Rick. Anyways. Um, anyways, Rick is just like very high. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. He's coming across super fucking high and it's just going on about how you got to respect mother nature or she'll string you up and eat your ass right through the Gore-Tex. Noted. 
But you know, some people like their ass eaten. I also just enjoy the way he says burrito. So, um, and I think he's also the one behind it took me a moment to really figure out what this note was. We were supposed to record this episode a couple of days ago, so I'm getting behind in this episode. Yeah, I know. But I figured out what this, my note says. I said, I think he is the one behind the NPS Twitter. And that is the National Park Service National Twitter. National Park Service Twitter, Twitter which is hilarious. Yes. And, I follow their Instagram, at yes. least. It's good. Yes. Um, so the Sam and Dean have been interviewing him and they're just like, how oh, this is not helpful. But Bobby enters in the midst of this. They figured out that he did have an assistant chief ranger that has possibly been missing for a few days, but he just now kind of realized it. Um, and Bobby pulls Sam and Dean aside and he's like, yeah, I saw the body. This is not a Leviathan and there's not enough info on a Jersey devil, but it's not a werewolf and not a Wendigo. So what the fuck is this? And, um, Dean's like, okay, well, in the meantime, let's get a table. And he asks the waiter for the table. And this waiter is just a straight up dick. <laughs> like brutal dick calls Dean. Like, Dean's like, yeah, can we get a table for three? And he calls him a fucking douche. Like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Sometimes you Harsh. just call it like you see it. And Brandon has a lot of flair on. And my nose, oh, I yeah. just want you to appreciate my pun here because it said, and he gets his head bit off. And they, oh, gets his head bit off. Not literally. Um, but um, also, Sam is amused that Dean can't find his burn. He just can't. Doesn't have it. So now we've got we got a jerk waiter. But as we all know, if we've highlighted a character reaction at any point, we should probably note this character. Hmm. Huh. All right. So good old Brandon's going to serve them. Gives Calls Sam Big Bird. Calls Dean Kendall. And calls Bobby a creepy uncle. And uh, storms off. And they all just basically have just, just agreed that Ranger Rick was high as fuck. As Dean digs into his sandwich, which is the Pepper Jack Turducken Slammer. And Bobby thinks that bird shouldn't be shoved up inside of each other. You might have a point. I don't know. I don't know. Turducken's delicious. So, but then Brandon just rage quits. Rage quits. Out of nowhere. So, there we go. After he calls, so after of- he calls somebody fat. Well... So in the woods, we've got Sam, Dean, and Bobby. And this is where, where they, they're discussing. And they're like, oh, yeah, Bobby knows like how to track things because Bobby did, like, regular hunting before he was a hunter, capital H hunter. So it's kind of interesting. And as they're walking around, um, they uh, find a body hanging from a tree. So now they know they found Rick's buddy that was missing. Yeah, and, and, you know, while they're walking through the woods, like, one, I don't know how I feel about their gun safety. Like, they're just kind of, like, flopping things all around. Um, I do want to point out that I had Bobby is going all Bear Grylls because that is in my Google Dictionary, in my Google Docs. Like, Bear Grylls is, like, well-known enough to be in. I just wanted to point that out. That's just weird. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Well, they find, they get Rick to come out and... He is just very slow to bother calling this in. Just very la-di-da for his like buddy, buddy's body being found. And in the meantime, he gets stalked and, and yanked into the woods. So that's not good. So now Ranger Rick is dead and his buddy's dead. And Sam and Dean and Bobby try to kind of run after. And Bobby's like, we got to turn off our lights to our rifles. Because they've got, they've got lights on their guns and it's nighttime by now. And they hear Rick being eaten. And then Bobby takes a shot and takes down whatever this thing, a body falls out of the tree for whatever was eating Rick. And it's a weird kind of blue guy. It looks like Large Marge to me. <laughs> <laughs> from from Adventure. Anyways, and so they're like, well, that's, uh, that's not good. And uh, so they leave with a monster body, like they do. Leave, leave dead Rick, take the monster body. And they go to their cabin and they're going to look at this monster and they're surprised. They're like, yeah, it really, you know, it was really fast and strong, but just came down with one bullet. <sighs> Cue the surprise that it ain't dead. No. Mm. So. Yeah. So they have to shoot it a whole bunch. They do. A bunch. A lot. Yeah. And they dig through its pockets and find out after it's dead again and find its wallet and figure out who it is. It's this guy. And, uh, Apparently this guy's like lost weight from the time that his ID picture was taken. 
which you never know that could have been a while ago but they're still surprised and they're kind of trying to check this body out and they realize that his bullet holes have some like blue goo in them which is really gross and they've got to cut it open now after they poke the hole with a stick it was just a weird scene yeah, I don't know why they're poking it with a stick. Like, that's what, that's what, where did you, why do you have a stick? Like, wait, okay, so whatever. Um, so Dean drinks and he gets the munchies. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Inside so the stomach. Is, it's full of fresh Rick and a pine cone and a pack of gum and a cat's head. It's quite a, array it was of a whole cat's head. That's pretty, that's a lot. And, but then they find the adrenal gland and it is massive and discolored. So not the Jersey devil and it's not Gerald anymore either. And then Dean just keeps talking about being hungry, which is weird. So we go back to bigger sentence where Sam is researching more about Gerald to figure out who the fuck this guy was. Well, Dean eats another turducken sandwich and they realize that this guy, Gerald disappeared eight days ago. And, um, and so like, if you, did you take a close look at like the top of that sandwich? Like, did you see the wagon wheel on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's an actual ciabatta. So like the, com- like the production company were making all these wagon wheel ciabattas, like to put on these sandwiches. And then like the inside of the turducken was apparently a veggie burger that, that Dean's wife, that Ackle's wife makes for him. that he likes. Oh. Well, Dean is very distracted by his sandwich and is like making a lot of eating happy noises. It's just real fucking gross. He just doesn't care about the case at all. And uh, he just doesn't fucking care. Just doesn't care. And Sam and Bobby look around and realize that everybody is just ravenously eating these sandwiches and just oblivious to everything around them. So Sam grabs the sandwich from Dean finally and, uh, yeah, it's it's just not good. So they go back to the cabin and Sam- yeah, they go back to the cabin with a wonderful tinfoil swan, which is just adorable. I don't know why a it sandwich is. is in a swan, but okay, I don't either. That's amazing. And then um, Dean just feels great. He he doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, I've got after cast and the black goo. I just don't care anymore, and I don't care that I don't care. I want my sandwich back. I want to. I really will. will we'll eat that sandwich. It sounds great. Ugh. But not, no, no. Why why don't you, you know, you don't want a sandwich that gurgles? Sitting there, it gurgles and burps out blue goo. (laughs) It's just like, bloop, 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 bloop. And I just get it funny. I was eating an omelet this weekend and it was like a forager omelet. And they was like, so there were wild mushrooms, but the mushroom was sticking out of the egg omelet. And it kind of was like, like this, but less purple gooey. But oh no, it's in the meat. Something's in the meat. Yeah. And uh, they're like, yeah, this this has to be what turned Gerald and making Dean an idiot. And Dean says, if I wasn't so chilled out right now, I would puke. Uh, So we're going to do a stakeout at Biggerson's Distribution Center. So we're going to a warehouse. Yay. Diana's favorite Well, Dean's sleeping off his turducken high. So Sam and Bobby are going to have a talk and they're like, Sam wants to know if Dean's really okay since Sam has gone cuckoo. Like, Hey Bobby, is Dean okay since I've lost my shit with, with the Lucifer stuff? And then he lost Cass and he's just not really acting the same. And I'm worried about him. Bobby's like, uh, y'all both worry about each other. So it's fine. And see, and well, I I think the the underscore of that was you are both codependent. Not that you worry about each other; that you're codependent. Well, that too, but you know, Sam's like, no, I'm pretty good though. Like, you know, it's uh, I keep all my crazy under one umbrella. I'm pretty fine, you know. Bobby looks a little bit sus about it, but okay. And then they see a poultry truck pull in and a man wheels cases into the building from Midwest Meat and Poultry. Okay. And while they're watching all this go down, we see a, uh, we cut to a parking lot where a woman is walking to her car at night 
and something is obviously stalking her. And it is. It's wait. Our waiter friend, rage quitter Brandon, uh, comes out of the woods, slams her head into the concrete, and it's about to kill her when a car pulls up, and a man walks up and backhands him. Weird. Okay, so now something is after these monster thingies. But back at the uh, at the the warehouse, we've got Sam, Bobby, and Dean, who's now awake. Watching this truck, you know, make this stop. And and D- Sam's like, it's kind of weird that a big chain is ordering from the small vendor. And a car pulls up. Who gets out of this car? Oh, fuck. It's Leviathan Edgar. That's not good. Not good. And he's got Brandon in his trunk. So he pulls him out with all of his flair. inside the factory or the warehouse we've got dr gaines back oh great and um and and apparently there's others that are like brandon and it's all part of an experiment which is mostly going well but there's some adverse reactions and edgar's like okay burn them all wait what no no just burn them all He's like, the doctor, the doctor Gaines is like, no, 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 there's test data. And Edgar's like, nope, Dick Roman's coming. Burn them all. Yep. So all the peoples. Let's burn the peoples. All the peoples. Well, burn because them. they're all now like ferocious rage zombies. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in the stakeout van, uh, Bobby wants to know how Dean's head is. And he doesn't want to talk about like how a sandwich drugged him. And again, I'm so jealous. So I went to look up to see like, can a sandwich get me high? So I'm going to quiz Diana about foods that get you high. Fun. I think so. Um, so that's what this quiz is called. Food that gets you high. Like there could be a better name. I don't know. You can come up with it, but Anyhow, do you ready? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Question number one. Four to eight teaspoons of this ground up thing will give you mild hallucinations. Too much of it and you could die. What is it? Four to eight teaspoons. Let me know if you need a hint. Yeah. The Dutch called it Newt Muscat and traded it for the island of Manhattan. Huh. Newt Muscat. I don't know. I'm going to miss that one already. Nutmeg. Starting poorly. Oh, duh. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's what, that's what okay. New York was worth. Nice. Newt Muscat. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how I'm saying it. All right, cool. Question number two. All right. When refined, you can get addicted to this white powder, especially (laughs) if you like the rush. Sugar. That is correct. Okay. All right. So now you got one. Do you want one right? All right. Number three. Ergo or ergot, I think it's ergot, uh, which has been blamed for everything from the dancing plague, which is when in parts of Europe during the Middle Ages, people started dancing uncontrollably. Well, technically they weren't dancing, they were just convulsing in like a lot of pain, but it was kind of funny because it was like a dance uh, uh, that they died from. Hilarious. So, hilarious. Yeah. so uh, this was blamed for that and for starting the Salem witch trials, and it's a fungus and it grows on what? The fungus grows on wheat. Yeah, it's rye bread. So it's like a grain, but rye is not wheat, right? I knew it was grain adjacent. That's why I just went for the easy, the easy grain. Yeah. So this one um, is something that I had to go to howtopronounce.com. And I don't know, but I don't think, like, I think we'd have to load it up as a sound thing for it to come through. Let's see if you can hear this. Could you hear that? Damn, it was very loud in my ears. All right. So, ichthyolic, ichthyolinotoxism. 
is yeah that was it um comes from eating species of what found in several parts of the tropics the effects of which are reputed to be similar in some aspects to lsd experiences can include vivid auditory and visual hallucinations mushrooms no is a fish what oh yeah, and so that I was so confident too. I was so you confident. were very confident. You wouldn't even let me finish the thing, and you're like mushrooms, it's shrooms, and no ichthyology autotoxin. That is made up. How I said yeah, it's poison. That's that's because poison. That word equals hallucinogenic fish inebriation. What isn't that a great term? I love it. And so um, the fish are called dream fish. And you can get high from the algae that they're, that the fish eat. So maybe it's not necessarily the fish that's good. So you could just eat the algae, I guess. But Or maybe the fish have to eat it first. So, I don't know. Uh, last one. All right. So mulberry, which is also called chatout, is known. <laughs> chatout. Uh, which is known for its antioxidant properties and many health benefits. But if you eat too much of it, what could potentially happen? I mean, my, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm, my first instinct is not going to be on, on the on brand. So I'm going to go with on brand being you could get high and maybe die. I mean, that's one thing, yeah. Like, totally happened. My other thing, I would say diarrhea. Yep, that's that's definitely the one. That is, that is the, too many berries has a... Too many, insert any preface, berry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happens? Eating too many berries may have a laxative effect. Additionally, um, if you eat the unripe green fruit, that can cause nausea, cramps, and a hallucinogenic effect. But also all part of this, the mulberry plant besides the, the ripe fruit contain a toxic milky sap. Yeah. Also the name of my next sex album. Toxic milky sap. <laughs> I also don't know what a sex album is, but that's what I'm making. Anyways, I just also oh. love that it's called, I don't know, Shatoot. Shatoot. So that yeah, shatoot to shatoot, shatoot and the toxic. You're gonna eat your muscatoot and your your newt muscat, or I think these could also be death metal bands. Norwegian death metal bands. Newt muscat does sound like a death metal band, like from like Denmark. Yeah, yeah. Newt muscat. Fear the new mascot. <laughs> and then we're going to go burn a church because that's what we do in death. Oh, poor new mascot. All right. So that was foods that get you high. Dun, dun, dun. It's a culinary high. Oh, a culinary high. Oh, there we go. Uh, <sighs> All right. I did poorly at that. So, you know, you know that uh, Maya where my interests lie, apparently not in getting high on foods. I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah, uh, you're, you're a stand-up citizen. Or sure. That's, what, that's, that's like... not what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, okay. So, right. um, Bobby, this goes back to Bobby and Dean. All right. So, yes. Bobby says to Dean, so the world is, you basically like reading back to Dean. You know, so the world's a suicide case. We save it. It just steals more pills. And I'm just like, that is fucking dark and awesome. It is. It is dark. And Dean, he's like, and, but Bobby's just trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is this new mentality? And and it's, it's a reasonable question when all they've ever done is try to save people and save the world. And then now Dean's like, fuck it. I mean, we'll try, but who fucking cares? Kind of an attitude. That's a big change in. in, in it's becoming very nihilist, and also Bobby points out that this is very dangerous as a hunter, or I think just in any any job where you could be physically in danger. If your brain and your heart's not in it, right? It's probably mm-hmm. not like I don't think this is because Bobby's just like you know, if you're a hunter and you get distracted like this, you know, you're gonna die. That's when you get eaten by a werewolf. Yeah. But I'm also just like you know, that's when you like trip and fall off the telephone pole. That's when like you slip and fall into the washing machine. Like whatever. Like you can just get distracted. <laughs> what I don't know how people die at work. I'm assuming someone tripped and died in the washing machine. At some point. <gasps> 
somebody has. It was just a really weird example. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. But Dean's like, no, I'm fine. It's just I just stopped thinking that it all matters. And uh, Dean, Bobby's just trying to call him out. And he's like, look, you know, you can't you can't be like that. And that's basically it. That you just can't have that mentality. And uh, he needs to find his reason to get back in the game, whether it's love, spite, or a $10 bet. And he's got to just get back engaged. Yep. And then Sam comes back. Sam had been out surveilling things. And they see black SUVs pull up. Guess who's there? We're finally going to have the intro, a, a real intro to Dick Roman. Because all we've had so far is just the back of a limo with Crowley. Now we get a montage. Mm-hmm. And Bobby knows exactly who he is because apparently Dick Roman is not just a dick and a guy that Crowley hates, but also this Dick Roman person that the Leviathan is now inside. Leviathan Dick Roman has been uh, spent like the last like very short period of time, like weeks. Uh, He was already a somewhat powerful business person, but now he's like insanely powerful doing all these crazy like corporate takeovers and all this stuff. And the news ticker as we're getting this like whole montage about who the fuck Dick Dick Roman is says the rise of Dick. It does. It does. It says the rise of Dick. (laughs) They they, they just they dying. they go whole hog with it. It's like so we get the rise of Dick. Uh, he wants to be a shark. I believe in merging and coming out on top. Then we get Dick with Joe Biden. Then Dick with Prince. One of them. Terry. We got that. <laughs> We got the NRA gets a met shout out, George W. Bush. Clinton. Yeah, and they just start doing like the Photoshop just gets like progressively worse as it goes through it. And, like oh, yeah. by the end, it's just like they're just pasting his picture on shit. <laughs> <sighs> oh, and and then, like, but there's like a hit with the rifle. I think, I don't know, I have in quotes and I don't remember where it was. Like Roman is ruthless, but good looking. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I like the comment where Crowley doesn't hate Dick in general. He hates Dick Roman. <laughs> so, uh, so Bobby's like, mm, well, we got to figure this shit out. And so I've got this fancy ass toy from Frank's Big Brother collection, and we're gonna eavesdrop. Yeah, so that's a real thing, um, and you can buy them on the internet. And mm. so, um, but like, so there was like basically this idea of like eavesdropping by visual vibrations. So, like, what he's pointing at, like, so there's like he either had like an audio amplifier or like what I think he was doing was getting sound through the glass. And so, like, researchers have like, been able to do this by doing it like through like like a plastic bag or like like even they can get speech like by watching like a bag of potato chips. So, like, you could be talking next to a bag of potato chips and then, like, basically, like, by looking at the way that your sound reflects off of that bag of ruffles, like, you, we can hear what you're, I mean, they they can hear what you're saying. That's creepy. Isn't that great? That's cool, though. That's creepy. Oh, so creepy, but so, do you want one, don't you? I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, we cut uh, to a scene in a house and, and we see a woman, a kid... Uh, and a man just blankly like staring at the TV, eating their turducken slammers. My dream life. Uh, and the TV though is actually showing like full on like invasive eye surgery. They're watching and the they're surgery channel. <sighs> does the and surgery channel realize... still exist? I mean, I guess like the TLC still does it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you never watched the I surgery channel. We... No. <laughs> No, it's what you do when you're really not that I would know. I would I've heard that people do that when they're really high. Okay, so well, it, you we, know, but he said this tracks with the theme here. I heard once that the people were watching that while they were on acid, and it was terrifying. I heard that that that, 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 yeah. that tracks that tracks. Yeah, sounds, yeah, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Well, we zoom out, and this isn't in somebody's home that things are just sad. This is a simulation inside the warehouse. Oh, and Grandma's in the side chair, and Grandma's dead. She's so dead. She's so dead. She's dead, and no one cares. And they're being observed in the meat warehouse. WTF. (laughs) And Dr. Gaines is explaining to Dick Roman that the additive makes people crave it more 
The first dose so it starts working on their DNA, they gain weight, it slows their metabolism, it dulls their emotions, and it makes them complacent. Huh. There is and, a, uh, there's dick- a problem. If you leave the meat out for over an hour, it reverts back to its unappealing state. Yeah, it's gross. And but um but Dick's got his he's, he's got to share his philosophy because he's like, you know what I love? Other than handball and a really crisp Chardonnay, progress. And but he wants so he wants to know about the failures, and he's like, well, they, I want all complacency, uh, but apparently there's a point zero three percent adverse reaction, and that's where we get our crazy murdery effects. Well, the crazy murdery effects is actually called hyper hyper adrenalized cannibalism. Yes, and I really like want to see the the. Uh, what would you call it? Like the, the farm, like, oh damn, I'm going to lose this joke. Um, the pharmaceutical ad where they're going through the side effects and there's this like, <laughs> the side effects, side effects yes. may, may include, you know, rage, you know, not noticing that your relatives have been dead. Hypergenalized cannibalism. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, no, I can definitely hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, and Dick Roman though, doesn't like that. There's been even this small variation uh, or deviation or failure. So he's gonna, he's gonna wants to make it a teachable moment. And, um, if you get the heebie jeebies when you hear Dick Roman talking about a teachable moment, you would, you would be reacting properly. So Sam and back outside, Sam and Dean are trying to listen in to what's going on inside while Bobby's still trying to set up the device, but they can't hear shit yet. But then Bobby sees movement in the meeting room. Oh, well, we see Dick and uh, it's his, uh, it's, I guess, his executive assistant, Olivia Chang is her name. She can be or, chief. Or she, op- no, I'm sorry, I lied. Susan. Yeah. Susan. She can be chief name. operating sorry. officer. We don't know what her role she is. Could. She don't know. She's, she's, she is Dick Roman's right hand. That's what we can tell. Yes. Is she and chief of staff? Susan. There's a number of things Susan could be doing. Don't put her right. down. Not that there's anything wrong with being an executive assistant. With being a secretary. I'm but just we saying just don't know. She can be anything. Susan, you can be anything you want to be. You be whatever you want, Susan, you evil Leviathan bitch. Um, And basically they're talking about rescheduling a a lunch with a senator. Hmm, No big deal. And Dick's like, yeah, we're shutting this program down. We broke the golden rule. Uh, And uh, Dr. Gaines is like, don't make the papers. And, And Dick's like, no, that's not the golden rule. The golden rule is there's no such thing as monsters. It's a pretty good rule. It is. Anything contrary is bad for the overall plans. So they have to teach Dr. Gaines a lesson. And Susan pulls out a folded bib. Like the one you wear when you go eat like lobster or something. Huh. That's weird. And uh, she sits Dr. Gaines down and puts a bib on him. Because they want to make him his example. Well... He makes his leviathan face and has to eat himself. He eats himself. What the actual fuck? That's the that, example. I'm also make, like eating himself. Like so, now we know what bibbing is. But I'm also like, fuck you. I'm not gonna eat myself. Like, how are you gonna force me to eat myself? No, fuck you. I don't know. That's what's weird. <laughs> I say no. Well, I say no to this, sir. <laughs> but anyway, so apparently, well, if you're a leviathan, you cannot say no, and you eat yourself. I guess not. Yeah, and Bobby's relaying this, but then he gets caught. Uh oh. And he gets punched in the face and dragged away. So Sam and Dean have to go look for him, and he is gone. But they did see a janitorial truck pull up. So guess what they're going to do? Go right in after Bobby as janitors. Well, of course they are. I think it was more about they were going to get the cleaning solution out of there. Not that they were going to go in as janitors. I'm just saying that was what was implied at this moment. Okay. I just didn't, I don't think like, you know, okay. But no, they didn't. They just went, they just went and got a shit ton of borax. Yeah. Which, yeah. Okay. So Dick and Susan are hanging out with Bobby, who's pretending to be unconscious in the office. Because he's smart. Because he's smart. And, but Dick calls him out for faking. And he's like, and by the way, you're not even tied up, but don't worry, you can't escape. So 
he's like, look, um, look at my new Sotheby's win. I got these really pretty matching pearl handle revolvers in a velvet box. It's just really random things to show off at this moment in time. Yeah. So, and Susan gets reminded because, okay, she's still underneath him. And so she takes out the bib and it was just, you know, to me, that's very stressful because like all the little black dots, which I don't know of, like they just run off of that. Plastic? Right. Like off of that plastic onto the floor. And like, that gives me such anxiety. Would it smell? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, so Susan, Susan, you don't have to take this. You do not. You stand up to your boss. You You don't have to be a bib taker. (laughs) Well, Dick's going to pontificate to Bobby about, about how much about guns and the machine and the idea of them and how it's an inspired invention. And Anyways, Bobby's like, look, I'm not really worth all your extra time. So, and Dick's like, don't worry, I'm going to eat you, but I uh, I want to be prepared for it. So don't worry when, because I know somebody's going to swoop in and try to save you. Bobby's like, no, Sam and Dean aren't going to swoop in. They are too smart for that. Yeah. They don't have the numbers to pull it off. Yeah. So a couple of things about the gun before we get to the rescue thing. So these are actually like, did you, did you look at them? Before, yeah. uh, and so these are actual, you know, old uh, single shot of revolvers. And so they open differently than like, so like my revolver, you just like flip open and then it is like, burp, 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 burp. and with this one, like you have to like open it a certain way. And then like when you use it, you have to um, always have to pull the trigger and then the hammer. So they were like thinking they were going to have to, you know, teach Dick Roman like all this stuff, but he is just like, oh no, I like old guns in my hobby. And he's like, bah, 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 bah. so like, as he's like sitting there, like you watch him loading this gun as he's talking. Yeah. Like it's yeah. very natural. Like he's doing a yeah. really good job of loading this. Also, um, he does make this line, which I just thought was really, really bad, but just very well written. And so he's telling Bobby that the actual Dick Roman may have been worse. And and then he was like, he's like, because he said, but like the late great actual Dick Roman, Roman used to say the whore as he kick out of the presidential suite. Oh, yeah. Cute don't, ha- cute don't quite hack it, sugar. Ow, that is fucked up. That is like where the like, but like it's a super fucked up. I like, just wow. Like I don't even think like you could have that line on TV now. <laughs> oh yeah, you could, but I know, it's, be a it, bad guy only. I know, but it's just like it's so like it's just very well written and very bad. Like for just a, a yeah. small line, like the emotional impact of it, it's like oh shit. <laughs> I have a weird question that's just a pop, like a total fan like pontification question. There's like a weird implication, and I don't know if it's intentional, that Leviathans don't have any kind of sexual desire. No, I don't think they do. That's just my. I don't, I don't think Leviathan fuck. I didn't think that because like he didn't give a fuck about the horrors, like you know what I mean. Like I think they're kind of. I, mean, I also just think they're kind of genderless, you know, like and they're just not interested yeah. yet, like. Just my observation after kind of like just watching their interaction because I mean, they're kind of there has to be sexual tension, but you just don't see any even like hint. Well, maybe thinking about it like Leviathan being sort of like a snake like monster, like snakes aren't typically horny, they aren't like hey, like they're just not known to be like horny, right? They're not the animal that we use as an example. We're not like man, and then like he opened his whatever the fuck that thing is, and like then like. Well, no, no, the thing that, you know, the, 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 the source of the scene that, like, on the belly opens up and, like, the penis comes uh, out and, like, there's one, like, there's yeah. a badge of, I don't know. Like, snakes aren't sexy. Sorry, guys, if you think snakes no. are sexy. But anyway, so maybe that's why. We're about this while I'm wearing my snaky snake dress, but okay. Well, right. are you going to pop that open so we can sex your snake? No. <laughs> no. We're not. <laughs> no, so we're not sexing tan and snakes tonight. No. I don't like real snakes very much. I just like them on my clothes. Ideas of snakes. All right. So while this is going down in the lab, Sam and Dean bust in and are they dressed as janitors? No, they're not, but they've got giant spray bottles of borax. They sure do. 
And they are getting shooting up Edgar and all these other Leviathans in the warehouse. Wahaha. So Dick hears this commotion and leaves Bobby alone because he's so fucking confident that Bob that Bobby can't get away. And so Bobby starts digging through files, getting maps and schematics, and then loads a pistol and takes a file and a gun. And as he's trying to leave, Susan shows up and backhands him, but he just shoots her and slows her down. So Susan! We know I'll kill her, but it slows her down. So while this is all going on, Sam finally runs out of borax spray um, right when he's about to spray, while he's spraying dick. So that's not good. And it sounds so bad. It just does. It just does. Spraying dick. Spraying dick. So just spraying uh, dick. And Dick just wants you to know that that is not how we communicate from a place of yes. So... So Bobby's Bobby's downstairs now. Manages to shoot Dick in the back twice, but we know that that's not gonna kill him. But Dean throws some borax on him, and they all run, running, we running, running. We have a race to the van. It's very, we very race. They're gonna make it. They're getting out. It's great. And but Bobby slows down because he wants to hit Dick in the face with a crowbar because he thinks he's getting too close. And they finally runs outside and they all get in the van. <clears throat> and right then, Dick runs outside as the van's about to pull away and starts shooting. And the van peels out. I don't want to talk anymore. That's it. And then the show's over. Goodbye. <laughs> That's it. That's all all that happens. And then Diana finally realizes why Liz didn't want to watch this episode and why Liz has been warning her about this and the upcoming thing. So Sam tries to give Bobby his hat. Yeah, which is weird that his hat's in the front seat, by the way. This makes that part makes absolutely no sense at all. I've seen it. I think, I don't know. I think in something I've seen the explanation of how that happens, but like, I guess like he jumped in and like, I don't know. The hat, uh, I think, I I think this is one of those annoying things that fans ask at like a convention. Like, how did Bobby, how did Bobby's hat get in the front of the van? It's a stupid question, too, but it's still dumb. Anyway, so they're like, oh man, that was a close one. And then Sam holds up Bobby's hat and we see a bullet hole in the hat in the front, which is not good because we know he's wearing his hat forwards. And so we've got, as the van is driving very quickly, we've got Sam and Dean yelling Bobby over and over again. That's that is stressful. Very stressful. And the episode ends like that. So stressful. Very stressful. They didn't even get to stop any monsters, really. I mean, they killed a couple Leviathans, but the program was being shut down by the Leviathan dick anyway. Did they win friends? No. Did they influence the monsters? Maybe they influenced them. They're influencers. Monster influencers. I don't know. That's a stretch. Oh, they just don't like influencers. But anyways, so is there a casting couch? Casting couch. It's the casting couch Were they on that show That time with that guy La 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 There he is. We've got a couple of people to note this time. Uh, so we've got our Ranger Rick was played by Sean Rogerson. Uh, he had small parts in the Underworld Evolution films. Um, he uh, was in single episodes of Smallville, Fringe, a few episodes of Arrow, and he's a reoccurring character in this Hallmark uh, film series called Sign Sealed Delivered. Um, Susan was played by Olivia Chang. She's been in episodes of the 4400, Fringe, Flash, and Arrow. <laughs> A lot of overlap. Uh, <laughs> and then she's also in the Hallmark uh, film series, Sign Sealed Delivered. Uh, she was um, Master Gao in Deadly Class, which is a sci-fi series. Uh, it's a regular. And um, I'd like you to say, like, it is a sci-fi. Okay, one, unfortunately, it was a sci-fi series that was canceled. Was. But it was, was, like, for one season, it was fucking amazing. And then it had the most amazing. No, I heard good things about it. I want to watch it. It has the most amazing 80s punk rock soundtrack that was, like, ever made. And it's so good. And they canceled it. 
Well, and then uh, she plays Charlotte in C, which S E E. It's a show on Apple Plus with Jason Momoa. She's uh, awesome. And then our last um, cast of note today is uh, Brandon, uh, our waiter, uh, was played by Jason McKinnon. And you would have seen him in episodes of Fringe, The Flash, Wayward Pines, and Kung Fu. Um, he's also um, a, an Irish worker in Night at the Museum. And uh, he's, been, he's been done his little round of, uh, of Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh man, at least like if, if anything, at least that crappy train keeps actors employed. There we go. When they can work. I enjoy them. I watch I like watching some of them. I can't I can't fluff. I, I can't That's anymore. Crazy. There's too much of it. No. There's too much. I can't. Well also, you know, it's a my mom one of her things is Hallmark the Hallmark Mystery Channel, and it's even worse. Oh. Like they're all like and it's like, and especially like the Hallmark Christmas movies, you know, we're not going to, I've gone off them for it, whatever. Um, so this episode, yeah. It was very fun and then it wasn't. That's <laughs> I stand by my assessment. It was a pretty fun episode with like the, I mean, it's creepy as fuck. Don't get me wrong with the, with the complacency sandwiches, but, um, yeah. two duck and complacency well, sandwiches. But it's also like it's interesting, like a interesting premise, and oh my gosh, there's a stakeout, and blah blah, blah and we're dealing with Dean not caring, Dean going nihilist. I mean, we and- have there's so much that they throw into this, right? I mean, because you've got yeah. basically you've got Soylent Green, right? Soylent Green mm-hmm. is people, but it's not people; it's goo. Um, you yeah. have, you know, the government has been infiltrated with lizard people, um, yeah. although it's not lizard people; it's the snake people. But it's still the same thing. The government has been infiltrated Close with enough. lizard people, right? So we've got that going on so that's hilarious then we've got you know just glampers hanging and becoming burritos so i mean we've got burritos we got it all we got it all if you got burritos you got it if all. you've got burritos like you are you're just fine right you're fine it's all fine even with the burritos oh. or ranger ricks uh so yeah it was just it was I think Evelyn's writing, like, really, it was really good. And it just, you know, it was a fun episode. And it's just, you know, as this is the parts where, like, as a rewatcher, it gets hard. Like, and I know, like, trying not to, you know, kill things to Diana, it's just like, eh, sucks. I want to do this. Talk about it. Mm. Done. I know. I'm worried about the next episode. Yeah. I am. Right, so Apparently, the, I should be. Yeah, just yeah I'm just like I don't know, maybe. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be great. It'll be super fun. Sure, It'll be totally super fun. I can't wait to to do it. Yay! Uh-huh. Uh, we will. It will please you know, tune in and listen. Like they always like, why listen to show that we will we will make it fun somehow. God damn it! We'll find a way. We will find a way. All right. With that, cheers, Dirk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at devilstrappodcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.